This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com. Hi, this is Muscle, and this is another edition of Two Line Music Hut's Entertainment Report podcast. And tonight, we have an extremely special guest in the building. This is my good friend. He's a DJ. He's a producer. And as I said, my good friend. He was the one responsible for one of the world's biggest hits ever. We're talking about Informer by Snow. You know who we have in the building? We have DJ Marvin Prince in the building tonight. What's good, my brother? What you say, I'm good, bro. Yourself? Yes, yeah, man. I'm good, man. Yeah, man. Thank you so very much for coming out tonight. Oh, thank you for having Yeah, because this is a really, really, really special one you know what i mean thank you we thank spoke you. about all of these stories that we're going to speak about on this podcast in about, the 90s wow yeah Over and there was years. nowhere there was nowhere to actually put them no no platform you know what i mean right now there is right now we're gonna talk yeah you're ready, <laughs> you're ready. yes marvin prince my brother how did you even get into the business as a dj in the first place how i got into it was because a guy named Claude Lindsay, he was a DJ. Okay. Right? And I used to go to his house and watch him DJ. Yeah. And then I went and bought turntables. Yeah. Right? And my turn, my first turntable was a Mickey Mouse um, yeah. turntable. <laughs> yeah. And you remember um, UTFO came out with the, with the track um, Roxanne, Roxanne? Yeah. So I used to hold the knob and be, yo, 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 in my room. Yeah. Then my mom busts in the room. Yeah. I was like, who y'all call yo? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to explain to her about yeah. scratching. Yeah. There went the record and there went yeah. the turntable. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's how I got into it. Got in right there. Yeah. And what type of music were you actually into at that time there? Hip hop and reggae. Hip hop and reggae. reggae. And also rock because to watch one rap video or a mm-hmm. reggae video. Yeah. Chum used to play on TV like all rock and then yeah. one reggae yeah. or one rap song. So you had to watch all the rock. Yeah. And some of the rock was funky. Of course. And that's originally, if you grew up in Canada from back then, mm-hmm. you know, we grew up on this chums, the CFTRs, right. all of those stuff there before right. there was any main platform. Yes. We also yeah. had much music, but again, there was no one show dedicated towards urban hip hop, R&B, reggae right. and stuff uh, until right. later on. Later on, right. Yeah. So when or you're not watching. not in my days. Yeah, no. no, no, no. When you're watching, you're seeing everything. Right. And then whatever you could pick out what you like, that's right. it. Plus, I was listening to David Kingston on a Friday night. Okay. Right? Yeah. The reggae. And That's then, reggae. Yeah. And then Ron Nelson on the Saturday from 1 to 4, Fantastic for, Voyage Program. For hip-hop. For hip-hop. Yeah. Okay, right. so you had a perfect balance of yes. both of them. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. How did you even come up with your DJ name? My real name's Marvin Prince. That's your real name. So, for DJ in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. You never actually fooled around with any other names or anything? No. Yeah. Mm-mm. It was just Marvin Prince. Marvin Prince, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. then it just stuck. It just stuck, yeah. Wow. So walk us through some of your early days as a DJ. Were you DJing and producing two at the same time, or you just first feeling out the DJing, and then you got into producing? No, I was always DJing. Okay. But I would be scratching reggae records. Scratching reggae records. Yeah. yeah. That At that point there, that's yeah. really unheard of. Yeah, because yeah. you might have like... um Mind you this, rude boy. Yeah. You remember that too? Of course. Right? And I'll be cutting, mind you, mind you, mind you, mind you, yeah. and all that. So, And then I'll be taking off my shirt at the same time. So yeah. I'll be mind you, mind you, mind you. Yeah. And show him a six pack. 
<laughs> so but you now really, I have a keg, so yeah. I can't show you that. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so you're really into the scratching and tricks. So you really, yeah. what it seems like, you took the hip-hop element right. and married it with the reggae element yeah. to yeah. create this is what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Because after I saw Cash Money yeah. in Pickering, okay. at Valley Farm, yeah. I was the only one with a camera. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I was videotaping it. Yeah. I still have all of them. Wow. Because Cash Money was a DJ from New York at that For, time. No, there. Philly. From Philly? Yeah. Okay. And he was playing some reggae and hip-hop, or you just liked his no, style of what he was doing? doing. Yeah. He was just doing hip-hop. Yeah. So, and that's how I, from watching him. Yeah. yeah. That was one of your biggest influences there. Yes. Him, but there was also Danny Dredd from yeah. Volcano Song, because Danny Dredd used to mix. Yes, yes, yes. You understand? Uh-huh. So, I used to listen to him, and then I used to listen to Chinese Laundry. Yes, from Trinidad. They because used to play how they mix. You understand the 60-minute tape? You know, listen. <laughs> you right. know it. Right. Yeah. And then Dr. Hyde. Yeah. Yes, another one from Trinidad again, right. too. And then when I was going to New York, mm-hmm. Red Alert. Yes, yes, yes. And then Molly Mall with Mr. Magic. You right. know what you're Chuck, talking chill about. Chill out. Yeah. You understand? Stretch Armstrong. Those are some real foundation yeah. people in hip-hop. And, and reggae, reggae. Right. yeah. So right. you're getting the both of them, and you're mixing the two of them because I guess at this point here, you're still coming up as a teenager at this right. point here, right? Yeah. But back in Jamaica now, mm-hmm. I was listening to like Trinity, okay, Starsky and Hutch, yeah. Want to take a bus, like, yeah. you understand? Oh. Okay, they were always playing it on radio, General mm-hmm. Echo, mm-hmm. like them kind of people. Got you. Okay, so then let's do this. So you were originally born in Jamaica, yes. Okay, yeah. and then you came up here as a kid, 1980. Yeah, yeah, ten years old. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Right, so I used to listen to Prince Jasbo, mm-hmm. crab walking, all them kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and going to school, you always hear it. Yeah, right. And Yellow Man used to sell newspaper near my school. What? Yeah, yeah. When I was a little kid. He was the albino. Yeah. I sell. Yeah. Before he really got his big bus. Yeah, before he got his big yeah. bus. Yeah. But then here's my grandfather's house. Right beside my grandfather um, was Sugar Miner. Right. Right yeah. beside Sugar Miner was um, Portia Simpson. What? Yeah. Yeah. Off of Delacroix Road. This is crazy. All of this in the same vicinity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So then that's where you got your influences from, I guess, when you came to Canada. No, is I it... got my influence from Uncle Fabian. From your Uncle Fabian? Yeah. Because okay. he used to have all the cassettes, Ecomos Live, yeah. Yellow Man Live, yeah. and all that. And then my mom's brother, my Uncle Billy, yeah. used to send a vinyl record up for me. Okay. Right? So, yeah. And that's where I started with the mixing. Because the first mix I ever did was Turtles Happy Together. Yeah. And the side B of Yellow Man, um, Blueberry Hill. Yeah. Right, the instrumental. <laughs> yeah. And I mixed it and it worked. Yeah, just like that. So you always wanted to experiment yeah. with things to see how you could push the boundaries yes. of what's going on. Yes. That's big, big, big. So yeah. then were you actually playing out too or are you just more or less practicing? In more home? practicing. Yeah. And then... Ricky Tuffy, rest in peace. Yes. When he was 12, mm-hmm. he came up and was DJing on my system. Okay. I said, because my friend Gandal was his cousin. Yeah. Wow. Right. So it's just connection after connection after right. connection. Right. And yeah. then my, my son's mom mm-hmm. was from New York. Yeah. And she came up to Canada to go to school. Yeah. And she was a rapper. Okay. So I used to cut. Yeah. And she would rap on top of the beats. Okay. On the instrumentals. I had no idea. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. No clue. Okay, so then you have all this influence going on around you. Yeah. All right. So then you decided to actually say, you know what? Let me venture out. And did you start producing at this time, or you're just remixing and scratching? No, and just all that? just scratching yeah. and listening to instrumentals yeah. and all that. Figuring it out right. from there. I oh. never heard about making a beat yet. Yeah. Until I went to New York. Until you were, okay, so then that was where the production side right. came in New York. All right, right, so walk us through that, how that even came around. Because my son's mom was from New York. Yeah. And she was like, I know you're nice on the turntables, but you should see these guys in my neighborhood. Yeah. Right? So I took a trip with her down, mm-hmm. right, down spring break, and I got hooked. I yeah. saw a guy named DJ Philly Phil. It was yeah. crazy. 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 Mm-hmm. Every day I was at his house just soaking yeah. it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just soaking it in. Yeah. Like, he was my mentor, mm-hmm. right? DJ but Philly Phil. DJ Philly Phil, yeah. yeah. And it was just crazy. And mm-hmm. then I got into production okay, because Shy Skills, mm-hmm. the producer and the DJ for Onyx. Okay. The rap group Onyx, yeah. right? I knew him. <laughs> I right? guess this is through your connection with um, your son's mother. Yeah. She introduced you to these people in New York. No, no, no. I was just in New York. Yeah. I just met one DJ that yeah. lead me to another DJ, to another DJ. <laughs> That's how it always works. Right. You know, one person leads to a next right. leads to a next leads till you leave. Right. Mm-hmm. And Shy Skills introduced me to Large Professor. Wow. Right? Yeah. My barbers were Sticky and, um, what am I name? Federal Star. They were barbers? Yeah, they were barbers at New Tribe off of Jamaica Avenue. From Onyx? From Onyx, yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. So this, so you met them before they actually got into the music, or they were actually rapping, but nothing really took off at that time there yet. No, they weren't known. Yeah, they were just barbers. Yeah, they were just barbers. Yeah, that's how you met them. So then, their manager now mm-hmm. got you into production. Yes, mm-hmm. well, not the man. He's the pro- he was the producer. He was that. the producer. Right. Okay, right. and I guess and he you taught seen... me how to use the EPS on Sonic. Yeah, that's what you started producing yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And exactly what is that there? That's a keyboard with yeah. a sampler on it. Okay, because I guess back then everything was, there was, nobody was playing an original chord. Everything no. was sampled and was sampled, you play right. it back how right. you want to play it. Right, you go yeah. listen to an old record yeah. and you just take it from there. And I guess that intrigued you already because you love the hip-hop, you love the right. reggae. Now right. I could sample something and make but, something else. But I did also love mm. the speed chatting. Okay. Right? Yeah. And that's how I used to always listen to a guy that Ron Nelson used to always play, Kid yeah. Farno. Yes. Body Big up Kid Farno. Yep. Uh-huh. Body Tuno. Yeah. Right? It's just up to the other day, I was, I'm watching my VHS. Yeah. <laughs> at Beach Bash 89 with yeah. Kid Farno on it with Sleepy Wonder. Wow. Yeah. And that was, where was that? That was here or that was No, New that York? was Florida. That was Florida? That was Florida. I yeah. didn't even know Kid Farno actually made it out to Florida and all those places there. Yeah. yeah. I have the video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And then I was listening to Rumble and Strong. Yes, crazy, big them crazy, up crazy. Mm-hmm. That reggae hip hop yep. thing. Impeach your president mixed with um, Billy Squire. Yeah. You understand? Remember wow. Rumble said, um, the boy at Chat Rockers over Big Beat? Yeah. Big Beat is Billy Squire. Got you. Right. Got you. Right. Crazy. Yeah. So then that just further influenced you more. Say, hey, you know what? There's actually something here. Let yeah, me go home but and what try. solidified it for me yeah. was Shinehead when he rapped on the tempo rhythm. Yeah, when so he that, rapped on it. Yeah, because that was my favorite rhythm. Yeah, tempo. Tempo, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember what song it was, at Ch- or Shinehead was just freestyling at that time there? No, the no, no, that was the record. That was a record? Record, yeah, Who the Cap Fits. Who the Cap Fits Shinehead yeah. on the tempo rhythm. He's singing the chorus and then he's rapping. Because he was one of the first ones I knew that could actually do all three of them. 
sing, rap, and DJ. Yeah, and then there was Daddy Freddy, Ragamuffin Hip Hop. Yes. Okay, he could sing or sing? No, he was just chatting. He was always speed chatting, Mm -hmm. right? So, and it's weird. The other day, my dad showed me a picture with um, him and his friends playing dominoes, and Daddy Freddy was a little kid beside him. So it's like everything just, (laughs) everything was almost like there for you. You just open the door, hey, look who's over there. Hey, look what's going on over, it just happened, 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 happened. Well, my parents didn't want me in music. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it just happened. Yeah. (laughs) What did they actually want you to do? Anything but. Probably a lawyer, a doctor. Yeah. I don't know. Anything, <laughs> anything but, but music. Right. <laughs> but my parents knew people. Because yeah. I remember one time I'm listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. I subscribed to IRA FM. Yeah. And uh, ZJ Sparks was talking. Yeah. And my mom was like, oh, Trisha is on there. And I was like, who's Trisha? Yeah. I said, this is, Z- Z- um, this is Sparks. Yeah. She was like, no, that's Trisha. Yeah. And then my mom went in the photo album. Here's you holding Trisha, when you were six years old, and she was like two yeah. at a birthday party. I was like, you guys have them connection. And I had to do the hard, the hard way about yeah. going about it, so it happened. Yeah. It's just they didn't want you, especially at that time there, the mm-hmm. 80s, mm-hmm. just coming to Canada. Listen, we left all of that back home. Mm-hmm. If you want to deal with that, you go back home and deal with it. We came well, to Canada well, for something better. put it this way, because my accent was strong, was really strong, yeah. right? I went to a speech therapist. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you don't say flim. Yeah. You say film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like them kind, uh-huh. right? But her hours was at one to four. Yeah. That's a fantastic voyage. <clears throat> so I made a deal with her. Yeah. I'll bring cassettes. Yeah. So I used to sell my newspaper, go buy my cassette. Mm-hmm. And then from one to four, yeah. she'd allow me to tape the show, but turn the volume off. Got because you. it's still recording. Yeah. That's why I have so much tapes. Crazy, because that was the biggest thing at that time. You would actually record on VHS. You're going to record mm-hmm. anything coming on TV or on audio. It's always a cassette. Well, before her, yeah, and even after after her, mm-hmm. right? When I moved to Ajax, because the signal wasn't good. Yeah. So you had to hold the yes, wires for yes. like three hours. <laughs> yes. You remember yeah. that? Uh, because yeah. CKLN was actually a um, it was a college station, right? Yeah. Eighty-eight point one. Mm-hmm. Right, so yeah. you had to hold or you moved the antenna. So right. you <laughs> you know, listen, yeah. a lot of times the um the antenna would break on your radio. You would find yeah. a hanger, one of those yes. wire hangers, and you move it all around, right. open it to try to extend it, all yes. type of stuff, yes. just to get the signal. Yes. Right. Yeah. It worked. I was just still taping. So. Yeah. And then I listened because mm-hmm. Ron Nelson would play Cash Money Live and all them kind of stuff. Okay. And then I tried to. Imitate what he's doing, yeah, but by ear, yeah, because there was you weren't seeing it at that time. There, there was no, there was no nothing to actually see it on. No, internet was not even a thought at that time. There, right, yeah. So, you know, but listening to Danny Dread though, yeah, that was it, yeah. Because the way he was on Volcano Sound, Uh Henry Junjula, Uh yeah, it was crazy. It was different, and all of those influences right there, because Mm. they're. Opposite, but they're very similar at the same. Right. You know what I mean? So right. then now you're just trying to find a way to marry the two of them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Do you remember what the first thing was that you produced? Would have been um, Snow, what do you call it? Runway. Run. Okay, so then you see, we jumped ahead here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then now let's get to this. When it comes to Snow, right. okay, how did you even meet Snow in the first place? I met Snow in Ajax where I lived. Okay. Off of Oak Street and Harwood. Okay. 
I was going to a party. Yeah. Right? And I was going to play at the party. Yeah. I had my records and stuff with Got my you. friends now. Mm -hmm. And then a fight happened with my good friend Tommy. Okay. With Tommy and Snow. With Tommy and Snow? Yeah. Tommy and Snow were fighting some guys. Now, yeah. Okay. Right? And then police come and break it up. Yeah. Right? And then he introduced me to Snow. He introduced me to Darren. Yeah. Right? When a car passed by, I was playing some reggae music. Mm -hmm. And he was singing along. I was like, you yeah. can sing? I was like, yeah. I said, sing what? Yeah. He said reggae. Yeah. And, so, and I started dropping, like, certain names. Yeah. And he would do it. Yeah. Like Michael Palmer, Michael Prophet, like them kind of, mm -hmm. you understand? Eka Mouse. And I told him I have a set, come to my house. Yeah. That night I never slept. You didn't sleep? Mm -mm, because <laughs> I, was, I was like, I got something. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I, I knew You I felt to, it? I felt it, yeah. Right away. And when he came to my house the next day. Yeah. Right? I told him I'm going to call you Snow. Yeah. And then he was like, why? And said, it stands for Superb Notorious Outrageous White Boy. How did you even come up with, why did you choose that name of all Well, you names? know Jamaicans. Yeah. You know, them see a person and call him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's how, that's how I came up with that name. Yeah. And then he was shocked when he came to my house because mm -hmm. he saw all the cassettes of different sounds. Yeah. And not only that, I had it on video. Right? Yeah. I had it on VHS. Mm -hmm. So now he's seen, he's watching, and then we're soaking it in. Yeah. And then I had him imitate certain things, and he was doing it. Okay. And then I said, we started working together, and then I would be like, listen, sing an R&B on a reggae. Yeah. And he goes, R&B? I said, yeah. Yeah. Right? And I, then I explained to him, Little John, mm -hmm. I was born and raised in the ghetto song. Yeah. That's really a Marlena Shaw song. Yeah. Woman of the ghetto. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's how we started. That's Bal where he Tamlins when they did Baltimore. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. That's really a Nina Simone song. Okay. That right. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Bitty McLean just did Walk Away yep. From Love the other day. Uh -huh. That's a David Ruffin song. Yes. That I do know. <laughs> you right? know what I mean? So, Shinehead, mm -hmm. when he did Mama Used to Say. Yeah. That's a guy named Junior that did that song. That I didn't know. I yeah. thought that was an original song. No, all no. The time. It's not. Mm -hmm. A guy named Junior. Yeah. That I did not yeah. know. Well, and do you remember what year was this where you guys actually first connected? 88. In 19, 88. 1988, summertime. Okay. So then do you remember about how old you guys were at that time there? I was 17. You were 17? Yeah. His birthday is in October, so he was going to, he turned 18 that year. Okay. So you guys are generally the same age? Yeah. Almost. Yeah. He's just well, a, a year older months. than me. Okay. Yeah. A couple months. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then that's where, and then you guys, you see the good thing with it. You guys were kids at this time. There. Right. So you guys were studying everything together. Yeah. The yeah. craft of what it is. Well, I left home to get a record deal. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone thought I was crazy. Yeah. But I went, uh, left home to get a record deal. Yeah. And I kept promoting him because I was working at the gas station. Okay. Down on Westney and Highway 2. Yeah. Right. And... I would play all my demos because I was working the night shift. Yeah. So certain men would come, come in after a dance. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be here, yo, I love that Pinterest song. You know, I yeah. play it on Pinterest. Yeah. They'll be like, y'all fool, you don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I was like, no, it's a white dude. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah that's how they, <laughs> and that's how I met a guy named Quinty. Quinty. Yeah. Because okay. um, I had Snow mimic um, Pompidou. Yes. From jammies and those yes. stuff there. Yeah. You understand? Mm -hmm. And I was playing it. Mm -hmm. And then he was talking to me and was like, yo, Pampadu wicked. And I was like, yeah. no, that's not Pampadu. Yeah. You don't know music, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, it's a 
white guy who just lived up the road. Yeah. Because that's when Snow moved to Ajax. Like. Oh, he had moved to Ajax. Yeah, moved to, okay. he was living in Pickering at the time. Yeah. When I met him. Mm-hmm. And he moved moved to Ajax. Yeah. So I guess at this point here, before even record deal, you guys had done a lot of recording for demos I and stuff? I did a lot of demos. Yeah. Like a lot yeah. of demos. And so. explain to anybody listening nowadays right. to tell them exactly what is a demo. It's just a recording mm-hmm. of... It's not professional. Yeah. It's just something to showcase what you can do. It's right? just to show your skill set. Right. And then Quinty was like, well, if it's a white guy, bring him to me at Markham and Eglinton. Yeah. Right? So I brought Snow. And Snow did his thing. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy named Patrick Cool in General DC. Okay. So I recorded them. Yeah. Right? And then I have Snow practice them. Yeah. And then we'll go dance and try yeah. what they did. Yeah. Um, General DC song. That he was doing um, seven years in the business. Watch all my cool. So I said, no, that my play by the rules. Yeah. All those lyrics. Yeah. Is in, it's on Snow's first album. Yeah, all for, of those lyrics. Here. Yeah, for Champion Sound. Yeah. <laughs> You're killing me here. We're, <laughs> we're getting there, you know, because this is, this is unbelievable. Yeah. What you're saying right now. Because again, mm-hmm. as I said, we used to speak a lot. Right. But now we're actually really getting to speak and people are going to mm-hmm. hear what we were talking about then. Well, you, you remember I mean? Messenger had their video on, on, I think it was Chumar Much Music, one of yeah. them at that time. Mm-hmm. And I r- ran into Rupert and I told him about Snow. Yeah. And then we went to his studio. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we tried a thing, but it never worked. But the first studio I took Snow to, mm-hmm. right, was a guy named Kelly B. Yes, off of Rogers. Yes, Road. remember Cali? They right. used to do a lot of a lot of dub, dub plates. plates. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. right. Yeah. But I had the instrumental yeah. for the agony rhythm. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I had snow on it, and then we did the stalag rhythm. And this was what song did you guys record that time there? Part of um, Informer was in it because that's when Snow had come out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because he was in jail for attempted murder. Okay, so he got signed while in jail, or he got no, signed. No. That okay. came like way after yeah, the fact. Like two or three years later. After the yeah. fact. Okay, so then he got it. You guys were running around together. Right. You're doing the demo and stuff. So then right. I guess at this point right here, between the two of you guys, you guys established, okay, I'm the artist, you're the DJ. Right. Okay. Was there any paperwork or anything or we're just here kids doing no, it? No, we didn't know about Yeah. That. There was no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's just, but I guess he knew, okay, clearly I'm the DJ producer. Right. Clearly you're the talent. Right. That's what was established from John. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then you guys. I took will it. scratch mm-hmm. and he'll he'll DJ. Yeah. So I will take two break beats and cut it back and forth. Yeah. And then he'll chat on top of it. Yeah. Right. That was the relationship. Right. How it came to right. be in the first place. And then how we tested it now. Yeah. I used to take Snow to dances. Barry Culture. Yes. Big up Mustad. Right. <laughs> and Barry himself. Yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, Barry. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I used to get Snow on the mic. Yeah. Because there was Destridon, Nigga, Charlie, Gregor yes, Culture. Yes, yes. So Snow couldn't go and grab the mic like that. Yeah. Because the way him dressed with the tie and everything, it yeah. looked like a police officer yeah. or immigration officer. <laughs> right? Yeah. So. So his thing was more of a, like a preppy, that's what we'll call it back then, a preppy. Right, it would have been preppy. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been preppy. He was a prep singing. So then his thing was, there was so many layers to it. You look preppy. Mm-hmm. Clearly you're white. Mm-hmm. And you're singing reggae. You're singing reggae, right. That's so many things going on at any one time. It's like, right. now I could see why that could be mind-blowing right. or it could completely run over everybody's head. Right. You know what I right. mean? It's like, what's going on here? Right. They get confused. Right. You know what I mean? And then I introduced him to King Tut. Yes. King Tut had a song, Squad 51. Okay. 
right? And I introduced remember, him I remember to Red. Some, yeah. Little Red and a guy named Scorcher. Okay. Right. Scorcher, did he end up playing upsetter? That Scorcher there? I just remember he was in Ajax and one day he just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> just like that. Just like that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Shot, dude. Yeah. I think it dark skin? Yeah. It might mm-hmm. be it might be the same guy, you yeah. know, that ended up playing upsetter for a while there. Yeah. Scorcher. Right. And that's yeah. always testing it. Yeah. Testing it. So okay, so then you guys establish a relationship. I'm the mm-hmm. DJ, you're the artist. My yeah. job now is to promote you as much as possible to try to what were you guys trying to accomplish? You guys just wanted to sing on sounds? No. What did you guys want? I want to show the world that listen to this white guy. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. And that was, there was no plan further than that. It's just, no. hey, this is my friend. I'm a DJ. This is something I'm producing. Right. Listen to this guy here. Listen to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And this was, at this time, this was, uh, you had mixed up the genre. So it was like a hip hop, reggae type of, right. type of vibe. Yeah. With a white guy singing. With a white guy singing, right. Yeah. So then that was solely it. Okay, you took him. Where did you start to see people start to, okay, before that. Where was the resistance? Where did you start to get resistance as in people weren't really buying what you're trying to sell? No, it wasn't people. It was my parents. Yeah. My parents didn't want me around this criminal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah. I was always in and out to jail. Okay. And that time, well, clearly you were, that was not your lifestyle no, at no, all. No, no, yeah. No. Yeah. No. My parents have a Christian. Yeah. My little brother's a pastor. Okay. And it's yeah. three away. Yeah. No, four away. Sorry. Yeah. Four away. So they didn't really want you hanging with, but you knew in your heart of heart of heart of heart yes. of hearts, yes. there's something here. I just need you guys to hear it. Right. Yeah. So I would showcase them everywhere. Yeah. And they used to have Caravan on University Avenue. Yes. Right. Had them on the sounds them. Okay. Yes. Because I guess at that point there, the sounds were at the end of the yes. parade. Queen yes. Park, yes. Think, yes. Yes. Park, yes. Yeah. I think Bigger Boss and all those guys were mm. set up down there too. Yeah. So he would be DJing yeah. around the south. And what was the reception like when you guys were actually going to the dance? Everywhere people Caravan. freaked out. Okay. Because anytime, like when we got to Barriculture, Snow mm-hmm. would ask me, what should I sing? Yeah. So if I can read the crowd. Yeah. So I'd be like, listen, do Barrington leave? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do I nitty gritty? Yeah. Right? Do I eat come out? So he's using their cadence or he's actually singing their song at that no, time? No, singing there? their song. Okay. A Barrington leave. Yeah, eat come out. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And that's where he started. Because we were it. always practicing. Yeah. Right? Until he got it perfect. Yeah. Because I used to show him like, Jamaicans don't say warm. Yeah. Warm. Like yeah. you have a fight. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. But they're not fighting. Yeah. It's just that they're talking with each other. And I guess you had to really, you had to give them the cadence, the nuances, the yes. the whole vibe of this is how things are done. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But he didn't want to do it. Yeah. He even said it on much music. He yeah. was like, it's Prince's fault. Yeah. I'd <laughs> so, rather drink and fight. So, okay. So he never really wanted to no, be an artist? Want, no. 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 So he just had raw talent. Yeah, he had raw. Yeah. Right. You seen it and said, yo, come, come. Right. Yeah. And I kept trying and kept trying. Yeah. Doors closed, doors closed, mm-hmm. door closed. Did you guys actually try to get a deal in Canada? Yeah. All the demos that I was playing, mm-hmm. they were like, this ain't going to go nowhere. Yeah. Especially parts of the informer that we had. Yeah. They were like, this ain't going to go nowhere. Yeah. They but didn't understand what was you guys were trying to do. A lot do. of DJs told me, who cares about a white guy singing reggae? Yeah. Right until I went to America, mm-hmm. then Canada followed. Yeah, that's how it goes. Wow. Right. So, <laughs> I guess so how long were you actually trying to shop the demos up here before you had to go to the states? From eighty eight to mm-hmm. 
till Snow came out of jail. Yeah. In 1990. In 90. So mm-hmm. about two years. So at this time, you guys had recorded a lot. How long was he in jail for at that time? A year. He was in for a year. Yeah. And now this time, you're doing the groundwork and yeah. trying to get it into right. the places and where And then when I was to. going to Seneca, yeah. they had a DJ booth there. So yeah. people can play music while, while you eat and all that. So I had my slot. Okay. And in my slot, I always used to bring him. Yeah. And let people see him. Yeah. Right? And that's how I used to just kept... Yeah. Kept going on and on and on. So you'd get some bright sparks from the people, but none of the companies or anybody no. that could actually do anything. No. They weren't really biting at that time no. there. No. You know they what I mean? see it. Yeah. So then what made you say, you know what? Let me take this to the States. Where was where was that turning point right there? Is when I went down to New York and I had the demos. Yeah. And one of the incidents that happened was... Um, you remember I was telling you about the cat? Yes. Right? And I had a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Because I was watching Tribe Call Quest video, El Segundo. Okay. Right? Yep. And a guy on it said Q-Tip. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to Scarborough Town Center tomorrow. I'm going to buy a cat and call him Q-Tip. Which Just I like did. That. Yeah. Right? And that cat would watch me scratch on my turntables or a little kitten. Right? Yeah. Then I went to New York. Yeah. Right? With my son's mom again. Mm-hmm. And then while I was at the record store... A guy named Walt, yeah, who's Black Moon's manager. Okay, right. I played it for him. I mm-hmm. played the songs to them, like mm-hmm. Informa, little piece of Informa was that, and all that. And I saw a guy dancing to it, looking for records. Yeah, right. So I was like, okay, this dude like it. Yeah, right. After Walt take out the record, right, take out the tape. Yeah, right. The dude tapped me and was like, "Is that your shit?" I was like, "Yeah." Yeah. Right. When I look, it was Q-Tip from Tribe <laughs> What? Yeah. Just like that? Just like that. That's crazy. So he hooked me up with Def Jam. Okay, so you just went go play some demos for whoever would listen. Yeah, because at that time also, before um, Q-Tip, mm-hmm. Snow would come down to New York with me. Okay. Right? Yeah. And then I will introduce him to people and all that. Mm-hmm. And we'll be on the street, he'll be singing. And I said, man, I give you money and all okay. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I was always trying to hook him up. Yeah. Right, so I was taking him to this. I went to Goldfinger Studio. Mm-hmm. Goldfinger did some recordings for us, and that was it. Yeah. But then with Q-Tip now, he, um, it was August the 26th, 1991. Mm-hmm. I remember it's got my birthday. Yeah, okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. So he hooked me up with Def Jam. Mm-hmm. He said, call this number, tell them. Um, that I sent you. Right. Yeah. So the lady set, set that up, right? Mm-hmm. I went back to Canada, told Snow. Yeah. And then I came back down. Okay. So I saw my son's mom. I tell her about I'm going Def Jam. Mm-hmm. But something said to me, go over to Goldfinger. Yeah. And I was playing my songs to them mm-hmm. in the studio. Because right? nothing's guaranteed, so you're still trying right. to shop it and right. see what will happen. And then this guy looked at me and said, uh, why are you going to Def Jam? Yeah. And I said, because um, I have this artist, you know, it's a white dude and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right? And when I look at the back of his shirt, it's MC Shan. For, for anybody listening that doesn't know MC Shan, please explain to them who this MC Shan is. He had Molly Scratch, mm-hmm. Beat Biter against LL Cool J, mm-hmm. The Bridge, mm-hmm. and then Karis One came out with The Bridge Is Over. Yes. Right? Yeah. You understand? Born to be Wild. Yep. That's how I know Shan. Yeah. Right? And you just happened to, you were, because clearly you were a fan of Shan already because right. you were a fan of hip hop. Yeah, but when I looked at him, I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. Yeah. But I couldn't make the connection with my vinyl records. Got you until he turned around. And then when I around. saw the Shan, and then yeah. I look at the Pumas. Yeah. And he had the two different <laughs> yes. color Pumas. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. And then he was like, well, bring him to me. Mm -hmm. He said, don't worry about Def Jam. And yeah. something said, don't go to Def Jam. And that's where, this is where everything started to get extremely interesting from yeah, this point here. Because Shan gave me his number. Yeah. I went back to Canada. Yeah. And I explained to Snow who Shan was because yeah. Snow know nothing about hip hop. Yeah. So he wasn't listening? No. Yeah. No, no, mm -hmm. no. So I was playing the songs then. Yeah. And then I have on video, mm -hmm. on VHS again also, yeah. when Shan came here with Salt and Pepper, Heavy D, and Mishimi opened up for okay. Rumble and Strong. Yeah. So I was explaining to him who Shan is. Yeah. And he was listening. He goes, okay. And then we went down. Okay. So at that time when he came up, this was pre you meeting him. Mm -hmm. This was all the big shows he had done all those times. Right, right. right yeah. Right. Pre. That's why I knew Shan. Got you. So right. this is the boss right here. Yeah. Okay, so when you guys met him now, again, keep in mind, there's no paperwork between you, Snow, no. anybody. There's mm -hmm. nothing. There's nothing. No. You know what I mean? I just no. want to carry this music and somebody hear it. Right. Somebody do something with it. Right. Okay, so you met Shan. But I don't think Shan really believed it was Snow. Yeah. I think he believed it was me on the track. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the Jamaican accent yeah. and everything, right? Yeah. So when I called Shan... Mm -hmm. I said, I got him here. Snow, um, Shan said, let's meet at Goldfinger Studio. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. Right? And when he saw me walking with the white guy, he was like, why are you bringing manager? Yeah. Uh, I said, no, that's him on the record. Yeah. That's, that's, that's new? Yeah. He was like, that's him. I said, yeah. Then he was like, let me hear him sing something. Mm -hmm. Say, you know, Snow asked me, what should he, should he sing? I said, do Luther Vandross. Mm -hmm. And he sing Luther. Mm -hmm. And Shan was like, wow. Yeah. And he did Color Me Bad. I want to sex you up. Yeah. Shannon was like, wow. Mm -hmm. Then I said, Snow, do Informer. Yeah. As soon as he did Informer, Shannon almost died. <laughs> what? Right? And I said, yeah. Snow, you remember Red Song, Lady with the Red Dress on? Yeah. And so I was like, yeah. The Lady with the Red Dress on. Yeah. And then when Shannon heard it, he took us right to his house. Just like that? Just like that. Uh, this is crazy because at first he didn't believe. Right. And then he said, you know what? You saw what here. I, yeah. yeah, but he has the connections. Yeah. Right, so. So you guys connected that same day you guys went to the house or this was after? No, we, same day, we yeah. went to the house. Yeah, and what and happened We from were there? there every day for 10 hours. That's how I started drinking yeah. beer. Yeah. <laughs> I never used to drink beer. You weren't a drinker? No. Yeah. But Shan had the minimum 3,000 roaches in his house. <laughs> In the basement, what? because the under carpet, yeah. the sponge, yeah. was all against the wall covering. You do oh, not know man. whether it's night or day. Yeah. And then roaches are falling. Mm, so the first day was for yeah. 10 hours. Yeah. Like, you understand? <laughs> and this is the great a, MC Shane. Yeah. In the yeah. basement, yeah. To fall in and you yeah. <laughs> So the next day, yeah. man snow by 40s. Mm -hmm. right? The 40s were big those times. Right. Yeah. Cold 45 or the oldie. Yeah. And then when you drink it now, you feel nice. Yeah. Then when them drop, Snow used to get mad at me. Yeah. Like while he's singing, and them drop me, he said, And then he might look out of the way. You understand? So, yeah. But that's how everything. That was it. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So he had a recording studio yeah, at his house. Yeah, he had house. a mini studio, pre-production yeah. studio. Okay. And what were you guys actually doing there then? We just saw him recording, trying everything. Mm -hmm. You understand? So there's a guy that's there, Akeem. Yeah. Edmund Leary. He was the keyboardist. Okay. So sometimes he'll do something, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, song just came out of it. Yeah. But they were doing more the R&B stuff. Okay. I was more the DJ stuff. Yeah. I love the DJ, not the R&B. Yeah. Mm -mm. So they were, at first, there was no real direction where you said, okay, 
he's a reggae guy that right. sings on hip hop and this is what we're gonna do. Right. You just they just knew that he had raw talent and you're right. trying to figure out which way to go. Right. Yeah. Right. Because Shan never realized that I was behind Informer. Yeah. He just heard Snow singing. Got you. Right? Yeah. And then Shan's wife, Terry, is the one that wrote Shan's part. What? Yeah. <laughs> well it's ex wife. Yeah. Yeah. Wrote his part. Wrote his part, yeah. Because okay, so then let's get let's dig deeper into this informer right here. Right. The situation is he was in jail for for the attempted murder. Okay. He Snow. didn't get convicted yet. Snow. Yeah. Snow, right. Okay. So he'll call me practically almost every day mm-hmm. from Maplehurst. Got you. Remember that's money running up. Yeah. Right. Especially at that time, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to always play um Lady and Informer on the Heaven Let's Rhythm. Got you. Right? Yeah. And then that's how the whole informer came about. Got you. Right. And then I was playing the instrumental mm-hmm. of um, Junior Reed, Foreign Mind. Yeah. And Snow's listening on the phone. Mm-hmm. And then we're there, you know, I'm writing, no, this will work, this will yeah. work, or this not going to work. Mm-hmm. But he's listening to the flute, Got the melody yeah. for informer. Yeah. And that's how it came about. That's where it came from the, jun- from the Junior Reed, and you said Foreign Mind. Yeah. That's where the whole idea and everything came and from. And Lady Anne. Yeah. Lady Anne. Informing of the area. Murderer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. That's so, so then, okay, I guess at that point there, it was a collaborative effort between you and, and Snow. Then, right. Yeah. Right. So he's coming up with certain parts. You're coming up with it. And then you right. say, no, scrap this, put this in. So, right. No, no, no. You know what? I don't like that part. I right. like this. And it was a collaborative effort. Right. Okay. Right. But then what a lot of people don't realize is that in the first verse, mm-hmm. right, all I did was rewrite Ikamo's lyrics from Reggae Sunsplash, 1981. Yeah. When Ikamo um, did this song, Tell Them. Mm-hmm. Where Ikamo says, storm come and blow down my door. Yeah. Rain did a fall through the window. Yeah. I said, police come and blow down my door. One did a come through the window. My shoes tear off, my toe just a show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so that's in the form. first verse. That's, those two lines is in the first verse and in the third verse is about my shoes tear upon my toe just to show. Yeah. Right? Because we, all, we had only two verses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I know because even if now, right now, if you go back and listen to Informer, mm-hmm. the first verse is right. really short. Right. It's really, really, really short. short. Right. Yeah. Right. And then I was listening to Lectro. Yeah. Right? And then I came up with the listen to me, you better listen to me and all. And that's how that came about. Yeah. The last verse of Informer now, yeah. that's from a guy named Little Reds. Yeah, okay. so I come with a nice young lady, intelligent, yes, with gentle and airy. Yeah. That's all from Little Reds. Well, that's all Little Reds' verse. But if you think about it, let's put it this way. If you think about it, that has absolutely nothing to do I know. with Informer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so then... It's only me and Snow know the lyrics. Yeah. Right? Nobody else knows because he's doing it so fast. Yeah. Because they even had me had to write out the lyrics so that they could do the bouncing ball on TV. Because the whole world was asking, what's he saying? Yeah, nobody knew what he was saying, so you had to turn it around and write it out. Had to write it out. So then even, so then you're saying the last verse is a guy named Little Little Reds. Yeah. So why was that part put into the song then? Snow always sang that. Yeah. Anywhere it goes. Yeah. When we're on Jamaica Avenue, he's doing that part. Yeah. Because I had it with Little Reds doing mm-hmm. it. And then we would practice that. Yeah. Right? Then we'd go and try it mm-hmm. at the dances, and it worked. <laughs> so then, <laughs> let me get this straight, because this is a lot to take in at once. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. So, Informer, mm-hmm. this song here mm-hmm. is a collaborative effort between Two Junior Reed. 
Okay. Okay. In the writing part. <laughs> okay. Two Jamaicans in the writing. Right. Which would be you. And Little Reds. And Little Reds. Right. Okay. And then I guess Snow came up with the melody or the vibe yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay. And then now when we're talking about outside elements, which would include Junior. Reed. Okay. And, Jun- and Junior. Reed. Yeah. yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> wow. And then we had a song called Lonely Monday Morning. Okay. And Lonely Monday Morning was, I like this girl named Nicole. Yeah. Right? So I came up with the song, I wrote it and all that, right? And then Snow did it. Yeah. It worked, right? Never did anything with it. Yeah. But then Lonely Monday Morning, which a lot of people don't know, the verses yeah. is in former, but he's doing it so fast. And then we just put Lonely Monday Morning as the as the chorus. What do you, hold on, break this down for me. Right. What, do you, what do you mean that the verses are in former? What do you mean? The whole ver- all all four verses yeah. is in former. So now he's but slowed he's doing it, down? it on a hip hop on a hip hop vibe. Yeah. Right? Because Clark Kent made the beat. I okay. went in with Philip Smart yeah. to do the remix. Yeah. And I told Philip Smart about Jackie Mitoo and I and then we were and it worked. Snow That's was in the- Snow was in jail that time. Okay. For, so you guys for an assault. Yeah. This is, Briggs, right. what you're saying to me doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yep. I'm still, we're going to get back to that lonely Monday morning. Mm-hmm. It's just really the Informer one that's intriguing me because Informer mm-hmm. has, it's two, has two records in the Guinness. Yes, it's in Guinness yes. Book of World's Records. And what are the two records that it holds? The highest selling reggae song in yeah. America. Okay. And also by a non-Jamaican. That is crazy yeah. plus number one on billboard number for seven one. consecutive weeks what we song took, did we have t- we took whitney houston off the chart you remember what song it was album. bodyguard yeah yeah insane mm. whitney houston boss yes. whitney yeah. houston you yes yeah wow yeah wow yeah that doesn't even make any sense so then okay you guys formulated informer mm-hmm. how did shan get involved with Informer? Well, while we're in the studio and when we did Informer, Shan just put his part on it. Yeah. Right? So they're selling the record because of Shan. Old school artist. Yeah. So so that was... Shan has a hip-hop name. So that was something that he came up with, you guys came up with, or you guys all sat down and said, hey, you know what? This seems like this would be the smartest way to actually sell this record. No, Shan said that. Yeah. Yeah, the smartest way. Yeah. Now I know it was because of the publishing. Holy smokes, because even when you look at you it. You automatically get part of the publishing you're rapping on. The yeah, because when you look at it really and truly, the Shang part. has nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Yeah, but he just made sure that he put himself in the best position possible. Right. Because I was telling Shang, you can't say dibby dibby girl. Yeah. It's not a Jamaican thing, <laughs> but he wanted it there. Yeah. You know, I was like, you can't say dibby dibby girl. Yeah. Right? Because he got the Dibby Dibby from Cutty Ranks. Dibby yeah. Dibby DJ. Right? Got you. Got you. But yeah. what a lot of people don't realize, while I was still trying to, when I was meeting people in New York, mm-hmm. I went to Superpower Record Shop. Yes. That was on Flatbush, I yeah. think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I ran into um, Cutty Ranks. Okay. Right? And I told Cutty, yo, that white boy can sing reggae. Mm-hmm. And Cutty was like, yeah, right. Yeah. I said, yeah, and Cutty said, bring him here. Mm-hmm. So S- Snow came and Snow was like, Cutty was like, sing something for me. Mm-hmm. Snow was like, to me, what should I sing? Yeah. 
right? and said to Barrington, leave it. And then when he did it, Cutty mm-hmm. couldn't believe it. Wow. Then Cutty was like, let me hear something else. Mm-hmm. And I said, Snow, the nitty gritty. Yeah. Snow did it. Yeah. And I dread that was sitting down, got up and walked up to him and said, let me hear another nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. And Snow did it. So let me hear one more nitty gritty. Yeah. Right? And I said, Snow, don't run down the world. Yeah. Right? Snow did it. And the guy went and shook Snow hand and said, I'm nitty, I'm nitty gritty. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. That was nitty gritty. Wow. Listen, <laughs> your life and what you've been through and how everything unfolded right. is crazy. Mm. What's the chance of Q-Tip being there, nitty gritty being around? Yeah. Onyx the barber. The What's the chances of all that? But then I was in Queens. Yeah. Right? And everybody was from around there. Yeah. You understand? Because LL lived up by Farmers Boulevard. Okay. I was at Sutton and Foch. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was staying with my son's mom. Yeah. Right? Until I got a place. Mm-hmm. And then I brought snow down and that's where I would stay. Inform. Okay. So then you guys produced this informer and everything. Mm-hmm. It came out. This it is where... It almost didn't happen though. Okay. What happened? We were going down to do more recordings with Shan. Yeah. So Snow said, won't take the plane. Yeah. Right? So I said, okay, well, here's the house keys. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm taking the train the next day. Mm-hmm. Then all I just remember, he came knocking on my basement apartment. I was like, what are you doing? I thought you in New York. Yeah. He's like, no, the RCMP took me off the plane. What? Right? So I said, yeah. all right, we'll come by train the next day. Yeah. So we're taking the via now. We stop in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They check us out. Fine. But they stayed an extra little bit too long. Yeah. They stayed like 45 minutes. Right? Yeah. So next day I see all these immigration officers come up and was like, Mr. O'Brien, yeah. get off of this train. Go back to Canada. What? So two days later now. Yeah. Two days later he called me. He's in Syracuse. Yeah. He went by the bus. Yeah. So <laughs> plane, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. <laughs> and them times you didn't yeah. have um, your birth certificate didn't have a picture on it. Got you. Right? So yeah. he said, meet me at Port Authority. Yeah. Bring 240 so we can celebrate. Yeah. Right? So I said, okay, 7 o'clock, supposed to meet him. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm walking. Right? Then also I said, police on a blue motorcycle go like this to me. Yeah. Right? I know he wasn't talking to me, so yeah. I kept walking. Yeah. Come going to Port Authority with, mm-hmm. the, with the bag with the bottles. Mm-hmm. Then he went like this to me. By the time I looked like this, to look behind me, somebody body checked me against the fence, the bottles fell. What? Then when I looked, 12 guns at my head. The police. Yeah. They're like, where is it? I was like, where's what? Where's what? Right, and I went to go get my wallet and I heard click. They were like, don't try it. And then the police officer took out my my wallet. Yeah. Then he looked, he goes, saw my citizenship. And he was like, hey guys, he's a Canadian. And they started laughing, they just left. What? So what? Who did they miss? Who did they think you were? I don't know. This is crazy. That I don't know. Crazy. Right. That's crazy. Wow. This is So we could have lost the contract if that snow didn't cross the border. Yeah. And then if I did end up dead from the police. Yeah. He does not know where to go. Yeah. Everything's done. Wow. Yeah. So then this is the trick now. Mm. So then you guys get to New York, you start to record and stuff like that. Right. When did paperwork actually start to appear? Our talks of paperwork start to come There was out? no talks of paperwork. There was no talks. No, Shan had taken us to meet the managers. Okay. So these were Shan's people. Yeah, Shan's people. Yeah. 
So what the manager did when he met me and Snow, they started the label, yeah. Moto Jam Records. What is it called? Moto Jam Records. Okay. Right? So that did not exist before you guys? No. Yeah. No. no, and then they said they want to be our managers. So <laughs> at that time, you didn't know. That's created, yeah, of course, because you're creating a label. Right. So you guys are label heads, right. plus you're managing right. the talent too. Right. Nah. Right. Yeah. But again, you guys had no clue. No, I had no yeah. clue about it. And mm-hmm. then they went and got distribution for them. Got from East West Records. Yeah. Okay, that's how East West got into the got play. Into, yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Wow. Like that. So you guys didn't. So I guess you guys signed with the managers that Shan brought you guys. No, we had the paperwork. Yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. Snow, because I'm always in trouble with the law, you yeah. know, lawyers. That's what he said. Yeah. So he gave it to his mom. Got you. That was the last time I heard about that. Yeah. Okay. Not knowing that Snow had signed the papers. He had signed them already. Yeah, he had signed. He had signed them like a few months later. Okay, and you're here thinking that they're being reviewed or whatever. Yeah, because he was going away to jail. Yeah. For the assault. Mm-hmm. Not knowing he had already signed it. Yeah. And that left you out. That left me out. Because he signed for himself or he signed for the group? No, he signed for himself. Yeah. But it's me and him on the album. Yeah. Me and him giving thank yous to our parents and everything. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm in all the videos. Yeah. For, for the 12 inches of snow. Every so, single video that came out, I'm in it. So when they were looking to sign you, they should have tried to sign you guys as a group instead of two individuals? That should have been the case? That I don't know. It was Snow and I. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The rest that happened behind my back, I don't know. Because I was on every interview. Yeah. The whole world was fascinated to know yeah. how I found a white guy that could sing reggae. And then, so then this is where I guess you got to fast track and listen. Hey, this is where the music business is not what you think it is. Right. At all. So then where was the first time where you seen an issue? Either between you and Snow, between you and this label, you and Channel, wherever. Where was the first time? Okay, you know what? There's something strange here going on. When I went and was talking to Snow and the managers. Okay. Right? Because what had happened also is that while Snow was in jail, Mm -hmm. right, the record was printed. Yeah. Right? And I saw the credits, my name not on it. And I was like, yo, Steve. Steve's the manager. Yeah. Like, Steve. Yeah. My name's not here. Yeah. Right? And he was like, oh, I never knew you you were part of these writing. Yeah. I only got credited for one song, Runway. Because they saw me wrote that in 20 minutes. Okay. When so I they it. saw with their own eyes. So yeah, they, they saw had, it, yeah. yeah. Because Runway was the last song that was done. Okay. For right? the album, I guess the album was The 12 Inches of Snow. Snow. Right. Yeah. And they saw when I produced it. Yeah. Because I took the tempo rhythm mm-hmm. and mixed it with Melvin Bliss' song called Synthetic Substitution. Yeah. Right? So the drums like boom, boom, cha, chicka, 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 yeah. cha. <laughs> right? And then it, it worked. Mm-hmm. And that's how Runway came about. Yeah. And then they saw me write right to it and tell someone, do it like this, say it yeah. like this, do it in this style. And then that's what happened. So Snow called in, mm-hmm. right? And they talked to Snow and they were like, yo, Marvin's telling us because I was there. Yeah. You know, Marvin's telling us about Informer and, he, and Snow was like, yeah. 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 So what they did now was they drafted up a contract after. Okay. For me, for the five songs. So you, st- so this is a separate contract again, just for the songs. Okay, just for the songs. Yeah. Good thing I didn't, didn't sign it. Why? What was the issue? 
because if I sign it, all everything looks fancy and everything. But at the, the last page on the contract, mm-hmm. I get a dollar. What do you mean? <laughs> I got one dollar. If you so they wanted you to basically sign away your rights. Everything, yeah. To do it looks it. fancy how you can get this and this and that, but the last page, yeah, you get one dollar or a gift. How can you even come up with that? If a person can't really read things too much, yeah, you understand. You will sign it. Especially, the, the, I think they call it legalese, yeah. where it's the legal jargon where if you don't really understand what this right. means. One word can change everything. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was for, for that. For $1. Yeah. So, there was, so you were presented with two contracts then. Yes. Which was the one f- to sign. Snow and I. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the one for the songs. Yeah. Because I wasn't credited on the album. Mm-hmm. So at this time, you're, you're seeing that, hey, this paperwork situation mm-hmm. isn't looking straight at all. It wasn't that I just didn't sign it because I didn't have enough time to go read it and all that. It's when I walk off a tour. Yeah. Right? Okay, so then at this time here, the album came out. Yeah, the album came out. We're touring all over the world. Okay, so you guys, so I guess it was really the record company that put the tour together for you guys to go yes. everywhere. Yes, East okay. West did it. East West did East it. West the did distribution it. company, yeah. not the record label. No. The distribution, they put it all together, so all you guys went right. on all this tour now. Right. So you guys, I guess this was across states, Canada. Germany, um, France, yeah. Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, Japan. Japan. Yeah. yeah. Went to Japan a few times. Mm-hmm. So when all this is going, I guess things are moving almost too fast too now. Too fast, right. So you really don't have time to sit down and Grasp take a it. breath. What's going on here? Right. You know what I mean? Right. City to city, night to night. Right. And then you're going, some places stay four hours, then you're out. Yeah. Because there's been many times me and Snow doing an interview and fall asleep on TV. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Because that's how hectic it could get. Yeah. Where a lot of people don't realize how hectic this right. business could be. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Because I've seen a couple of interviews, and every interview, especially back then, I've seen, it was you and Snow. Right. You know what I mean? I right. don't really, really remember. i probably seen one where he was by himself, but generally. That's when I left. Yeah. You had left. Yeah. Okay. Left. So then walk us up to what made you actually, what put you on alert, and then what made you say, you know what, forget this altogether. I'm out of here. Because something wasn't making sense. Yeah. And then my son's mom got on my back. Yeah. Because my son needed, like, food and all them kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Right? And yeah. she was, she came back to Canada. Yeah. Okay. Right? And I can't be out there partying, and then my son is starving. Yeah. I couldn't do it. So there wasn't, so before you guys went on tour, nobody presented you, say, hey, listen, this is what you're going to be making every night. This is how many no, places you're going to be going. because the song was big. Yeah. They were taking us to restaurants. So you're eating food like for $2,500. Yeah. Like all them kind of, you know. They so go to restaurants. The guy brought out 12 steaks. Yeah. And explaining to me about the percentage of this. Yeah. All I just did was ask for a steak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're basically, you're asking, okay, how about this? Mm. Did you ever approach any of the managers say, hey, what's going on with the money? What's, what's really going on here? Or you're too busy to even... Think about that at the time. No, I did at one time. Yeah. I did at one time. They said when the tour stops and slows down, yeah. that's when the money comes in. Got you. Okay, so you're under the impression that, okay, we're going to go do this, I guess, the whatever. work and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we're done, yeah, I'll have my check. We could go home and everything's good. Yeah. 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 So then where was the place where you said, okay, you know what? 
I can't deal with this anymore. I'm leaving because, again, you might have been under the impression that after the tour. But where did you see something that this is not making sense, boss? When I came off the tour, mm -hmm. right, at that time, Snow had just gotten banned. He got banned from America. Yeah. Right? And then I'm walking, going up to Payless to go buy my son a shoe. Yeah. I had to borrow money from my dad. Mm -hmm. And Snow came up in a Pathfinder. Yeah. I was like, where where you get this? Yeah. It says, oh, my money came and all this. Yeah. So I was like, where's my money? It's like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. Right? And then that's when I knew something was wrong. At that instant right At there. At that instant. Yeah. So I phoned my friend. Mm-hmm. Right, Clive Davis, the, mm -hmm. the Mogul, the big time business record Mogul. Whitney Houston, Clive right. Davis. Right. Yeah. Me and his daughter's good friend. Yeah. So I called Lauren. Yeah. And she was like, "How soon can you get here?" I said, "I can come tomorrow." Yeah. And then I told her everything. And she was in the states, or she's in Canada? No, she's in the states. Okay, so you came back home. You were going pay and all that stuff there, and then you spoke to her. Right. In the states. Right, and she said come now yeah so i went down the next day yeah right and i presented her the paperwork mm -hmm. because i didn't understand the legal jargons yeah and she goes no this is for one dollar mm -hmm. and she said good thing you didn't sign it yeah so she started hooking me up with lawyers got you so she hooked me up with one lawyer i told him the story he was like i feel it for your prints but no we can do it for you yeah so she hooked me up with seven lawyers yeah and they all said the same thing Wow. Right? That's when she came to me and she was like, Prince, what are you telling them? And mm -hmm. I told her the whole story again. Yeah. She goes, did you tell them that you have this as evidence? Yeah. On video? Mm -hmm. I said, no. So she was like, I'm going to hook you up with Whitney Houston's lawyer. Yeah. Right? So what? I went, so I went in and then told, told the lawyer's name, James Sink. Yeah. And I told him. And he said the same thing. Can't do anything. I said, no, but I have it on video. Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you mean you have it on video? Mm -hmm. I said, I have with me and Snow practicing in my basement at 17 years old. Yeah. I have everything leading up to, mm -hmm. right? And that's how the whole thing came about. Because I guess at this point here, they were trying to cut you out, said you, did, you didn't do anything. Anything, right. That's where the whole, after you started to say, hey, where's right. the money? Right. That's when they said, hey, right. you didn't do anything. Right. And what got the lawyer even more interested mm -hmm. is that in June 1991, Yeah. Saxon Sound came from England okay. with Junior Cat and Daddy Freddy, mm -hmm. and I got Snow on the show. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I have it on video. Got you. So he saw it on video. Mm -hmm. Right? And we got paid for the show. We got $200, yeah. $100 each. Do what you're doing. You know what I mean? Mm. So sometimes you're acting as producer, sometimes you're acting as manager, sometimes right. you're just DJ. Right. You're just an all-around guy. I Not believe in your talent. I security too. Yeah. <laughs> because no, always I get into trouble. Yeah. Okay, so he was always into something or another. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know which fights we've been in? What? You know the New York Knicks jersey? Yeah. One time, <laughs> we yeah. were at the Palladium. Mm -hmm. And Snow get in a fight. Mm -hmm. And a Puerto Rican boy holds Shan New York Knicks jersey. Yeah. Because I was talking with my friend Heather Hunter. Okay. Right? And the guy uppercut Shan out to the shirt. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like him uppercut him out to the shirt. <laughs> that is crazy. Because again, because of it seems like problems always follow right. this guy. Right. Because we had the security. Yeah. 
right? This Chinese guy, mm-hmm. martial arts expert. Yeah. And after a few days with snow, he told the managers he, he can't do it. He you can't do it. He's going to get him killed. That's how crazy it was. Mm-hmm. It was getting really wild. Because he'll there. get drunk and then yeah. he'll start his foolishness. Wants to fight. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So And then because the record went big, mm-hmm. that even made it worse. Wow. And again, this is something that he wasn't... If he had it in his mind that, okay, I'm going to be an artist, this is how artists act, this is what I need to do, no. then he might have been slightly no, approaching because differently. because remember at that time going to jail and yeah. doing hip-hop or reggae, giving yeah. that bad man Yes, image. yes, the credit. That's why the managers kept pushing, right? Okay, so and, all, and when almost, he's talking about he's from the ghetto, there's no ghetto here in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> there's low-income houses. Yeah. yeah. There's low-income but there's running water, there's toilet yeah. paper, there's everything. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay, let's get into this legal part. Okay. So then now they brought you to the lawyers. Mm -hmm. You spoke to the lawyer. So then which lawyer took your case? James Singh. James Singh, which was Whitney Houston's lawyer. Yeah. Okay. So then walk us through how did that proceed now? Oh, he was happy. Yeah. When he saw the whole thing. Mm -hmm. He was very happy. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when we got to court now. Yeah. And I started presenting stuff. Yeah. Right. We had an 11-panel jury, okay. all white. Mm-hmm. I just remember that they came in, they had a question, and I just remember the judge saying that's too excessive because the foreman came in mm-hmm. and handed the judge a paper. Okay. So I did not even know when he's talking about excessive, what that means. Okay. I found out after when I sat down and talked with the jury. Yeah. So the judge told, told the jury to go back and make a decision. They came back and gave me $1.5 million. So because I guess you had to turn around and sue... Snow. Snow himself yep. and the company for whatever damages, not even right. damages for monetary, yeah. uh, and also royalties. Yeah. Right. That's wild. So originally, how much was a lo- lawsuit for? The lawsuit was for $5 million. $5 million. okay. Right. Yeah. But the jury gave me what Snow had at the time, which was $1.5 million. Got it. said, give him every, he did it. Yeah. Right. When I came out to the court now, mm-hmm. and the jury's sitting with, with me, they were saying that we were giving you twenty million. That's why the judge said it's excessive. What? Right? I was like, wow. Yeah. But then the judge said to, when the jury left now, the judge said, um, hold on, Mr. Prince. Mm-hmm. I gotta look into something. So he never let off the money or anything. Right? And then months later I was up here and Chuck D was here. Okay. And I was telling Chuck D that I just won my lawsuit and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the judge holding on the money. He goes, you're not going to get that money. I was like, what do you mean? I already won. Yeah. He's like, no, you're a black man suing a white man in America. So said, so was done. I got the phone call. Yeah. The judge dismissed the whole case, took the money from the jury. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> How is that even possible when you presented all of this evidence in the first place? I was talking with, with one guy, with a lawyer, another lawyer, and he's saying, that's like the judge, the jury saying, don't hang the man. Yeah. But the judge go hang him anyway. Because I guess in a legal system, at the end of the day, the judge has the ultimate power. No, what he did was illegal. The jury made the decision. Yeah. He went against the jury's decision. All he's there to do is to instruct the jury. Yeah, what to do. What to do. So, you know, money was passed under the table. Because I remember when, when the jury said $1.5 yeah. the manager was sitting beside me, yeah. Steve, and he said, you're not going to get that money. 
and this was the manager for both you and, and Snow. Snow. Yeah. So it, you yeah, see, so. you see where this is okay. The manager, he was on Snow side, your side, or he was just supposed to be on both you guys. Side. No, he's on Snow side. Snow's the main artist. Snow's the vocal. And he turned and said, "You're not getting that." Okay, so then, <laughs> this is this is wild. Yes, it is. So out of everything that you did and helped, okay, when it came to testifying and stuff, did you have to testify? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I showed all my evidence. His mom even came into court. She never knew who I was. What? But she's on TV talking about I did everything for Snow. So hold on. Let's and rewind then, this. So you had to testify. Yeah. Did Snow have to testify also? No, they did a video... Um, deposition. Because he was still in jail at this time. No, he was not allowed in America. So he had got, okay, because yes, you said he had got banned. We did the video deposition here in Canada. Yeah. So all the questions that was asked. Yeah. The jury saw. And the mom came to court Mm -hmm. and said she's never seen you, Mm -hmm. never heard of you. Mm -hmm. She knew about me. But she never doesn't know who you are. So the lawyer show her birthday cards. So you give people you don't know birthday cards. Yeah. Right. This doesn't even make sense, Prince. It's mm-hmm. like, what would be the whole point of this? Like, it seems like we'd be better together than mm-hmm. we would apart. Give me my part. You take your part. And let's keep the show going. Right. Where did the greed drop in? You ever hear the saying that you give a man a million dollars? Yeah. And he doesn't want to see a penny move out of that money? Yeah. That's what happened. And he knew in his heart of hearts, yo, you know I'm the one that brought you and said, come, let's go, you know. He stayed at my grandmother's house eating food and everything in Jamaica. He was at my grandfather's funeral. Yeah. In Canada. Yeah. And right? this is at all reception. Yeah. public information. Mm-hmm. Where you could look around, you could see this, even with the lawsuit, you could see everything that happened in the lawsuit. Yeah, well, the, all it says, I know on Wikipedia, all it says is that uh, the lawsuit was overturned. Yeah. That's all it said. Nothing else was said. Okay, so. so everyone thought I got the money. Mm-hmm. No one knew what happened. Okay, so Today, then after the judgment, right. everybody thought, okay, you got it, okay, that's right. the end of that. And okay. then I'm in Billboard, they're talking about I won the money. Mm-hmm. All over the world, I want the money. No one knew months later what happened. Until now. Until right now, yeah. Because this is the format. <laughs> the internet. Prince, so let me ask you something. After a judgment is overturned, is there anything you could do? He said, with- take it up in higher court. That's more money. So then at this time, I guess you're bleeding. Oh, I'm done. Yeah done and as soon as i walk away everything he came out with flopped yeah so you were basically there for the first album for the first which album. is 12 inches of snow the only record that sold this is crazy was thing on that also because after informal was a super huge but he got another blip with the um anything for you yes he did the first version mm-hmm. right by himself with nadine sudler but that tanked yeah and then um Karen Mason, a Jamaican lady that was at um, East West, yeah. came up with the idea mm-hmm. of putting Beady Man, Bojo, Louis Culture, Terra Fabulous together. 
Okay. And it revived the track, but yeah. that was more underground. Yeah. It wasn't the worldwide hit like right. like the informer. Right. Oh, Prince, this seems like a fast track as in you were happy to be here. Mm-hmm. You know what? I have somebody. Hey, I like you. I like you as a person. I like your talent. Right. Come, let's go. Right. There was no, hey, you know what? Okay, I'm your manager. You're this. I'm going to no. sign this paper. No. Because we're kids. We're just here to try well, something. his mom always loved me around him. Yeah. Right? Because I'm not getting into trouble. Yeah. And he's not in jail. And then she turned around and said she doesn't know you. Doesn't know you. Yeah. Life, yeah. eh? Uh-huh. So, oh, man. What kind of, okay, when you say you presented proof, okay? Mm-hmm. I guess you guys won award and accolades and stuff like that. I have plaques from all over the world. What kind of plaques do you have? Let's talk about some of your plaques. Multi-million plaques from Japan, yeah. USA, Canada, right? Um, Germany. Yeah. Like, you know, plus we had gotten a Juno for it. You gotten a Juno too? Mm-hmm. And we got a version of a Japanese Grammy. Yeah. Right? And all that, so. And you have all these accolades also? Yeah. Yeah. The Juno, I didn't take the Juno because I walked off. That's when I left. Got you. But they were still getting awards, and it was for Informer that they got. Yeah, yeah. 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 But you had left in the middle of the storm while all of this was going on. I just left. Yeah. This this doesn't even make sense because... You just seen the jury when they saw the evidence. Yeah. They were just shaking their heads. Because you have plaques. You have right. plaques with your name on it. Right. And then you have me and Snow mm-hmm. practicing in my basement. Yeah. And you see me telling them what to do. Yeah. And all them kind of stuff. <sighs> then they hear the cassettes. Mm-hmm. You understand? With yeah. him singing and all that because I have all of them. Yeah. That that right there, I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you. That right there would have really, I don't know if mad is the right word. It would really put a real bad taste in my mouth about the industry yeah, it did. and people. It did. You know what I mean? It did. Because Snow's the godfather of my son. Yeah. Yeah. And this is all because of money. Yep. Nothing more. Nothing more. The funny thing is, though, yeah. while I was going through the lawsuit, mm-hmm. I was at um, Sutton Place Hotel in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Right? Snow knew where I was staying, and then he knocked mm-hmm. on my door. Mm-hmm. When he knocked on the door, I opened it. He brought Ninja Man. I was like, Darren, this is corny. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm, I'm here hanging with Ninja. I go, what, are you trying to intimidate me? I was like, Desmond, are you looking at that one? You saw my uncle this morning. Yeah. Who's your uncle? I said, Desmond Young. Yeah. He said, that's your uncle. He paid me this morning and I did a show and all. And I look at Darren and I was like, Snow, you're corny. Yeah. I just closed back my door. And then as soon as I came back to Canada, yeah. a dude brought a guy from Malvern from the Shower Posse. Yeah. And he was like, I heard what happened to you. Mm-hmm. We can get your money for you. Right? And I was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Then he just made a call. Yeah. Put it on speaker. Because them time the Roger's phone was about this long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 right? And he put it on speaker. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we're snow right now. And they knew every place that he was. He 
He said, cut me in 10%. Told him I'm not about that life. And then I just show him two videotapes. Yeah. I said, this is what I have. Yeah. Right? But I had 70 videotapes. Yeah. Right? Of all of the stuff. With everything. This is the first time in a long time that I don't actually have the words to say right away. Mm-hmm. Because if me and somebody's hanging out, right. we're doing a lot of stuff together, right. the last thing I want to happen mm-hmm. is money to get in the way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's live, hey, I we got it this far. Mm-hmm. How much further do you think we're going to get Remember, together? Remember, we used to live together. You guys used to live together too? Yeah, yeah. When we are in Manhattan. The yeah. manager got an apartment for me and him. And then all of this happened. And even before that, when I had the basement apartment in Queens, New York, yeah, right, he was living with me. Yeah, right. So, wow. So after all of this madness happened, mm-hmm. did you ever see Snow again? No, I saw him in 2015, 20 years later. I was with Chip Fu from Fushnikins. Yeah, right. And he came up and he. Started hugging me and he was like, yo, you know, I had a dream about you last night. And I was like, really? Yeah. He said, yeah, you were on the roof and you were pulling me up. I was falling. I said, you sure I never drop you? <laughs> and he was like, no, man, stop making jokes. Mm-hmm. I said, you sure yeah. I never drop you? He goes, you don't understand. So many nights, you just come up here in my dream. And then the manager came around the corner. Yeah. There's some new manager. And he said, this is Prince, the yeah. guy that I told you about. Mm-hmm. And she said to to the guy, "Tell, tell um, Prince what I told you this morning." And the guy yeah. was talking about me pulling them up. Then it's, he then he said to me, "Yo, we'll make, we'll make a record together." I said, well, "Give me one point five million back." Yeah, straight up. The fact that you're you're acting like nothing happened, you're acting like nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happened between us. No, hey, I had a dream. I haven't seen you for. Hey, let's go do some music. Right. Just like nothing happened. Nothing. Right. Right. Wow. Right. Wow. This is a crash course in what could happen in music if mm-hmm. you're going with your heart mm-hmm. without the pen and the I paperwork. I did went with my heart. Yeah. That's why I leave my heart at home now. Yeah. Yeah. You know so remember, success is good judgment. Experience is bad judgment. Yeah. Whoa, that was, that was, this is the most in-depth story I've ever heard about music business ever, mm. ever, ever from a first person. Right. And I mean, because you hear about, okay, artists, all type of stuff happen, but mm-hmm. from somebody I know, speak to, and know, right. no, I've never. Right. Mm-mm. Wow. What was your next move after all of this madness? Did you leave the business? Did you take some time off? What no, was your next move? I went move and to got recover? a contract for a guy named Johnny Mice. I'm up from I Glenn Mice. Uh huh. AKA uh-huh. G Lock. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I went and got him a contract. Mm hmm. Jive Records? Jive Records. I remember that. Yeah. That just took one phone call. Yeah. And I had 70 CEOs in the room watching him. Yeah. And then Jimmy Ivy got in touch with me and said that he heard about this kid. He wants to see him himself. Yeah. So he flew in and G-Lock did his stuff. And he was like, I'm having too much problems with Tupac. He 
can't take jail because G-Lock was hard. Yeah. Can you remember? And sing chat and rap. Yeah, yeah. He was the first person I've ever seen that could do all three of them. All three. Flawless. Flawless, yeah. You know what I mean? But there was a guy named Silver from Roadblock yes, Sound Crew. Silver yes, Bullet. Yes, yes, Silver yes, Bullet yes, from Roadblock yes. Sound Crew. Yeah. It was wicked on the mic. Yeah. Right? When we used to go to dances, mm-hmm. right? If Kid Farner is there, Ricky Tuffy is there, mm-hmm. you don't touch the mic. Yeah. Those, that's the big man if right G-Lock now. If G-Lock is there, yeah. don't touch the mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if Linda P is there, mm-hmm. don't touch the mic. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to really come up with something good. Yeah. Right? Because Farner had that song, Body Tuna. Yep. Johnny Mice was just wicked. Yeah. Right? So. And whatever, I guess you never really put 100% your heart and soul behind that project there or what had happened with No, I just got G- signed... Yeah. And when money comes, it comes. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I wasn't going to. Yeah. It was too easy. Yeah. It was too easy. Because now to, you I, understand the system. Yeah. But I was still green also. Mm-hmm. Because for G-Lock, um, John Gotti Jr. Mm-hmm. and Tommy Valentino took me to dinner. Yeah. Right. With my friend Dixon. Yeah. And Dixon was like, you know who these guys are? Mm-hmm. i like, John Guy Jr. and the guy that had BMI. He's like, no, they run New York. John Gotti Jr. Yeah. And the first thing they told me, mm-hmm. we love the first album you did. Sorry, the second album's going to go nowhere. I was like, I'm green. So yeah. I was like, what are you talking? They haven't finished. Yeah. He goes, no, when you're disrespecting this game, he's disrespected too much. I'm so sure it was done. This is Crazy records just pop, pop, pop. It's not what you know; it's who you know. It's who you know. Yeah, yeah. Prince, this is this has been next level. Next, actually, you'll hear this. As I said, we spoke about this a lot. Right? You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, when you actually sit down and think about it, now it's like, wow. But when you see the evidence, it's yeah. different. Completely. When you see the plaques, you see everything. Yeah. And because that's the part I never really understood. I have all these plaques. Clearly, I'm in all these videos. Right. I'm in all these interviews. Right. What's the problem? If there was an issue where they said, where you said, okay, I want 10 million. And they mm. said, no, we think you only deserve 3 million. Mm. I could understand that. Right. you know, Because now we're, we're dealing with numbers. What right. I think I deserve opposed to what you're willing to give me. Right. But you're kind of not saying, I didn't exist. I got zero. And I got five t-shirts, different color, same snow. Prince, I don't know how you're still sitting here and you could talk about this situation. Me personally, I probably would never mention a word about music, entertainment, or anything again to anybody. No, I love music. Love, I love it too, you know, but that stab to the heart, especially for somebody that we connected in such a deep level. Right. That's a different stab. There's only one difference, though. I'm mm-hmm. God blessed. Perfectly said. Can't take that away from you. Yeah. So. Perfectly said. Yeah. Wow, that was that was a mouthful. That that was a that was a lot to take in right there. Yeah, it's like how I know I'm God blessed, mm-hmm. especially. Mm-hmm. One time, me and Snow at Eglinton Station, mm-hmm. we go across to Sicily. Yeah. And go get a um, quarter chicken. Yeah. Right. So get on the train now. Boom, open. I usually pray over my food. Yeah. He said to me, what are you doing? Yeah. I said, I'm praying. 
He goes to who? I yeah. said to God. Mm-hmm. He said, what are you praying to him for? I said, Darren, keep your blasphemy to yourself. Right? So I start eating. Mm-hmm. He take the first bite and go, oh, and start bleeding, right? I said, mm-hmm. would you believe there was a nut and bolt in the chicken? He, a nut and a bolt. <laughs> what? And I look and I say, you fucker, you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just dying laughing. Yeah. It's just, wow, how interesting this business can mm-hmm. be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what it does to friends, families, oh, yeah. associates, and mm-hmm. everybody, it's its unrelenting. It doesn't right. care. Right. Everybody goes down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my question is this now, before I get you out of here. Mm-hmm. Who really made money out of Informer then? Where did all this money go? Snow made money. Okay. But the managers made most of the money. The managers. Majority. Yeah. yeah. Majority of the money. Okay, they're the label and they're the managers, mm-hmm. right? So they're double yeah. dipping. Yeah, so Steve is the manager. He's Jewish. Dave is the next manager, right? Mm-hmm. He's, um, what do you call it, the Chinese? Yeah. Right? Steve didn't get to enjoy it because mm-hmm. Steve had cancer and died. Yeah. He died like about four or five years later. So now that they remixed the song, I think with um, Daddy Yankee, Daddy Yankee yeah. and Katy Perry, right? She's no, it was with Daddy Yankee first, okay, right? And then Snow's doing the last verse, which yeah. is Red's part of Informer, right? That already has over seven hundred million views. It's on its way to a billion. So okay, when they want to remix a song, mm-hmm. revoice it or. Who do they speak to? Who holds the rights to this song here? It would be the managers. And Snow. Yeah. So he was smart enough to save himself, right. but not save you in the process. Right. right. Yeah. Because when he came in court, we found out that he had gotten an advancement. Mm-hmm. $20,000 advancement. That you knew nothing about. Oh, I knew nothing about that. Remember, I was still shelling yeah. out money. How did you even support all of this in the first place? Because while I was going to college, yeah. I got OSAP. Yes. Remember, yes. I, paid for, I paid for my tuition. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But they gave you enough money yeah. to live off of. Right? So you and figured. Plus, and plus, I was working at Leonster. Yeah. Okay, so you and have your I, steady coming in. Right. And then when I wasn't working at Leonster, I got down to the States. Kept going back. Yeah. Right, and because snow didn't work, mm-hmm. right, me and him went down. Prince, this has been extremely interesting. Mm. Extremely interesting. You know what I mean? Because, as I said, I don't know how you mentally handle this situation, because mm. that's a tough blow. It is. You know what I mean? Especially to know that I helped. Whether mm. I helped in the capacity of 1% or 99%, right. I helped. And for well, everybody just to put me away. Well, if I didn't do it, mm-hmm. he'd still be in jail right now. There'll be no informer. Yeah. Right? He wouldn't have not met Shan. Shan wouldn't have got piece of the action too if right. you didn't really bring it in. Right. So Shan was smart enough to know, hey, I'm taking my piece of the action. Oh, here. he knew the music business yeah. down. They said, hey, you're the talent, you come here. Right. This guy's a bit too smart for his own good, right. so we're going to get rid of him. Right. Because if you keep digging I'm around. Kid. Yeah. He you, dropped out of school grade nine. Yeah. Right, so. 
Prince, wow. What are you doing nowadays? What's what's Marvin Prince about nowadays? I'm working with Chip Fu. Yeah. Right. From Fushnikins. Right. Yeah. And we have a program called MATH. Yeah. M-A-A-T-H, Music Appreciation Arts Time Healing. Mm-hmm. So we go and try and get kids them off back into school through music. Got you. So like if you make a beat and all that, that's mm-hmm. really math and science. Of course. You know what I mean? If you write one, a song. Two, three, right. four, one, if, two. If you write a song, mm-hmm. that's English. Yeah. Right? So if you do use the turntables, that's mm-hmm. math. Yeah. You understand? Integers. Up yeah. And down. Like. And that's really where you're focusing your energy right now. Yeah. A few years ago, I, I produced a song for Belinda Brady with Chip Fu. Okay. no one knew that Chip could sing. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> and it was big on G98. Got you. You know what I mean? So you still, even though you got a real bite from the music business, you still have, it's still in your heart. Oh, it will never leave me. Yeah. Like, I produce a lot of songs, but I just do it for me. Yeah. I let people hear, and they be like, yo, come out with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. I get it. Stay right there on the laptop. Yeah. <laughs> I, all I'm doing is just sharpening my skills. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. Wow. Before I get you out of here, tell mm-hmm. the people them where they could actually find you online if they wanted to connect with you, if they wanted to hear any more. So anywhere, tell them where they could find you online. Facebook, Marvin mm-hmm. Prince. Mm-hmm. Instagram, DJ Marvin Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, the email, MPM recordings okay at gmail.com okay any last words any advice anything you want to leave the floor is yours before we get out of here i just thank you for having me yeah thank you for coming prince you know i mean thank you your story needed to be heard everyone's been telling me that for years but i didn't have the platform yeah there's no internet yeah if i go and tell the sun and they come out with it i only hit toronto Mm -hmm. or ontario this is worldwide Wow. What's the biggest lesson you learned out of all of this? Next time, leave your heart at home. Yeah. Make sure you bring your pen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black ink. Yeah. <laughs> Pr- Prince. Yes, man. It's yes. been amazing. And yes, listen, man. we still, there's still so much more to talk about. I'm yeah. going to need you back for a part two and sure. a part three. Sure. Because there's a lot that we have to talk about oh, yeah. still. But yeah. the fact that we actually got it to start rolling right. and talk about it, right. it's been amazing. Well, I remember when I first met you and you had all the cassettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you had the video. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, this man is me. And yeah. We have the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I was collecting. I was collecting. Well, we we're selling. Right. But before I even started selling, it was collecting where I even started to sell. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, knowing the sounds and who's DJing on the sound or even the hip-hop mixtapes, who's putting on, that was always what I liked. Right. And then we started to sell, so it just made sense. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's been a pleasure. Yes. Prince. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, big boss. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so very much. All the time. We're yes, going to do a part two and a part three because yes, there's so much more to talk about. Yes. You see what I'm saying? And when Chip come into town, yeah. I'll hook him up with you for our interview. 100% yeah. ready to go. All right. All right? Yes, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.